Thinking People of Southwest Washington. You're listening to episode 22 of Working to Live in Southwest Washington, produced by the Southwest Washington Central Labor Council. We're also a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network with over 130 radio shows and podcasts for working people just like you. Find out more about the network at laborradionetwork.org. And I'm Shannon Myers. And I'm Harold Phillips. But before we get started, we always want to remind you that the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Southwest Washington Central Labor Council, its affiliate unions, our guest unions, or employers, not even their foot doctors. Just nobody but themselves. They're foot doctors. Now, why would foot (laughs) doctors be on your mind, Shannon Myers? Oh, because I just had ankle surgery on Friday and I love my doctor. He is rad. So I'm a little bit loopy if the listeners can hear something different in my voice on this episode. But thank you to my foot doctor for fixing my ankle. We're not going to say that she's high on drugs. We're just (laughs) going to go ahead like nothing's ever happened. But I am going to say this is going to be kind of a different show. Before we get into that, Shannon, happy Labor Day. Oh my gosh, happy Labor Day. And don't forget, Harold. Happy anniversary, baby. Uh, Shannon, our spouses already think we spend a little too much time together. Don't give them any other ideas. What what do you mean, happy anniversary? I meant the anniversary of our podcast, Harold, of course. Come on. (laughs) Right. Oh, you're, you're right. We launched this show during Labor Day weekend 2020. I, I have to admit, time got away from me there. Well, let's be honest. All of last year is kind of sort of lost in time for me. I think that's all of us. I mean, 2020 is just a void when you think back to it. But I couldn't be happier that we're going to release this show on Labor Day weekend. You know how I always say, remember, working people, this is your show. We want to know what you want to hear on it. Well, this show came from a working person right here in our community who came to us with an idea. Our first guest, Jane Corsi. Thanks so much for joining us, Jane. Thank you so much, Harold, for having me. What idea did you bring to us? Well, all of us come to the jobs with our own special skills and knowledge, but we also come with tools in our tool bag. And it's really interesting to find out what's in your specific tool bag? Because my tool bag is getting heavier and heavier every year, and I've got some really funky things in there. That is such a great idea for Labor Day. I love it. After all, when working people get together at, say, a Labor Day picnic, which I'm sad to say we are unable to do that again this year, but don't forget, we will do it in 2022. Cross your fingers. But what do they talk about? They all talk about what they do, how they do it, where they work. Speaking of which, Jane, what do you do? I am a member of IATSE Local 28, and that stands for the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. And I am a union stagehand journeyman, and I work at several venues around the city. 
and I have been out of work since March 11th, 2020. So a shout out to all those skilled craftsmen and laborers and stagehands, theater technicians, actors, performers, artisans who have been suffering because of this. So Jane, what does it mean to be a stagehand? I think a lot of people who aren't in the entertainment industry may not quite understand the term. Well, a stagehand is someone who assembles the stage, plugs in the lights, puts down the carpet. For every one person who is a performer on the stage, it takes a small group of people, an army of people behind the stage. As a well-rounded stagehand, you have to know a little bit about everything. Someone else who has to know a lot about his job is Jim Bennett. Jim, thanks for joining us. Hey, good evening, Harold. I'm Jim Bennett, ATU 757, and I work as a bus driver out of C-Tran in Vancouver, Washington. I also <clears throat> want to introduce Marge Hogan. Thanks for joining us, Marge. Hi, yeah, Marge Hogan. I'm from Evergreen Education Association. I'm a teacher at Union High School. I teach Spanish. Yay, teachers. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Marge, Hi. was today your first day of school? Today was the first day of school. You know what? And things have been so, um, so uncertain and frustrating. And the minute that kids came in, it was just like, oh, I remember why I love doing this. It was really a wonderful day, you know, and I made 140 something new friends. So it was great. Congratulations. I love our educators. And I especially love our educators because my kids went back to school today, too. Yeah. It was great. I um, thought it was funny that this episode came up when you asked me about it because I literally had not moments before Shannon texted me, texted a friend who does some remodeling work and asked to borrow a literal tool belt. Because every year at the start of the year, I try to figure out how to carry on my person the things that I need when I'm walking around the classroom. This wireless mouse a laser pointer, uh, expo pen. And then I also carry a clipboard with the class list on it. And I always picture that I'm going to figure out how to coordinate those materials. And every year I never do. They end up every class period scattered around the room. So it's something to reflect on, I guess, for me, that, that tool belt idea. Well, that's what we want to talk about during this show is your kit. But when we talk about our kit, we're not necessarily talking about a bag that we take to work. Maybe we are. But we're also talking about the various tools of our trade that are in our workplace. In Jim's case, our workplace might be comparatively small, the inside of a bus, or it might be comparatively big, the entire bus yard. So think about your kit. Think about what you take to work to do the jobs that you do. And now, Think about the non-specialized parts of your kit. Everybody has a specialized thing based in what they do, but you also have some everyday items that you take to work and you use every day. Name one non-specialized thing in your kit that you think no one else here uses. And again, it's non-specialized. It's not a caliper. It's not a... Uh, voltameter. It's, it's something every day that you take to work with you. Well, I have a sub kit that has a toothbrush and toothpaste and, you know, uh, comb extra things that I may need if I'm going to be working longer hours than I normally think I am. 
Actually, Jane, I brought my toothbrush kit today, so I got to call you on that one. I also have my kit. <laughs> I do have something, and I think that probably others have, which is my badge, a work badge that probably other folks have that for jobs, but all employees at Evergreen Schools now have a suicide prevention lifeline sticker that's required to put on your badge so that we can offer that to students and also other staff. As of last year, that's something that we're doing for mental health. I have a badge. Inside that badge, I have my essential critical infrastructure workforce tag that I got when the COVID first started. And also inside my badge holder, I have, like any good operator, I have my commercial driver's license and also have a DOT health certificate card that I need to have on me every day and when I'm driving. Absolutely. A lanyard, of course, with ID. Most recently, I've put my COVID vaccination record in the ID, so I keep it with me when I'm on the job. I have something that I don't think anybody else has, which is my Coke Zero and my Red Vines. <laughs> Just saying. Tic Tacs. <laughs> That's in my tool bag. Just got to, you know. Yeah, I have a little plastic container under my desk. I get granola bars at the Costco or at the grocery outlet. And then, you know, if students need food in the middle of the day, that's there for them. But it's also there for me on days when I forget my lunch. We've thought about what we have that other people don't have. And it turned out other people had a lot of those things. Let's name one non-specialized thing in your kit that you think someone else has but not everybody else. Does it have to be a tangible thing or could it be one of those qualities or skills? I don't know. I mean, let's hear it. Well, one thing that I think about, um, especially in this transition coming back to school, is the hyper-awareness that you need being in a room full of 33 uh, other people when you're gauging how they're doing on the material, but also just gauging, is anybody feeling overwhelmed? Is anybody too stressed out? And um, as much as I get overwhelmed sometimes with the amount of different tasks that I need to do in any given moment. I know it would be incredibly frustrating to have basically the same job, but be driving down the road with my back to those 33 people. So I think that level of hypervigilance of like, is everybody okay right now? Um, I experienced as a classroom teacher, but I know that our bus drivers in our district, their PSE members, our bus drivers experience that same thing tenfold. Yeah, it's kind of like having your own little audience riding around behind you and you know a lot of people are watching you do much every day and we've all worked right through COVID and there's been lots of changes within our industry starting from you know front door boarding to just going to back door but now we're back to front door vaccinations and um, mask requirements it's a balancing act being patient with people because um, masks as you know is a touchy subject and we require masks all the operators have to wear them while we have passengers on board we also have to uh, inform not enforce but it can create some contentious moments while you're driving day to day. And uh, with the new shields they put up, you know, they protect the drivers a lot more, but it makes it harder to see what's going on in the back of the bus in case you do have a situation. It's been an interesting year in the transit industry. Assaults are up. Uh, ridership's a little down, but the percentage of assaults are up just because everybody's on edge and people are out of work. And the folks we drive around tend to ride because they have to, not because they want to. So you get a kind of a balancing act. You got to try to meet people where they're at and uh, and move on from there. Especially coming back to work after being, you know, not at work for so long. Um, it's good to be able to see all my union brothers and sisters again, but it's also important to 
maintain our, our boundaries and to be able to bring a feeling of happiness, but also awareness. We have to be diligent. We have to be aware of our surroundings and, and safety, not just what's in front of you and behind you, but above you and below you and watch out for other individuals, you know, step in and help out. If you see a situation that could become uh, dangerous. So Jane, a non-specialized thing in your kit that you think one of the other people have in their kit. I want to say maybe um, our wardrobe because we all dress, but it depends on what your job is, how you dress, but we all need to consider safety. We all need to consider our health. So hats, you know, if you're going to be out in the sun. Go along with the clothes and hat. I am in a uniform every day. I know some people will have it. Some people won't have a uniform. Well, I know one of you wears a uniform when you work. What color is uh, your clothing, Jane? Mine? Oh, black. Of course it's black. One of the other things in my toolkit is an extra set of blacks because you never know if you're going to rip your clothes or you get stains on your clothes or you're going to actually be called to work during the show, which means you have to dress all in black so they can't see you. Some of the other funny things that are in my toolkit, I have extra ice shoes, little things to put on the bottom of my shoes when I'm doing an ice show or knee pads when you're putting in carpet. I mean, all these little things add up over the years. That's why my toolkit has gotten bigger and bigger. Um, but there are other things, um, courtesy, and sometimes just a little please and thank you on the job works so well when you're working with so many different people. You know, just having a pleasant attitude. I know we've all woken up with those days and we are so tired and we just can't do it or we're not feeling good or somebody got on our nerves, but to go in with a sunny disposition can just start your day off because a smile is contagious and it makes other people feel good too when you're working. So there's all kinds of different things in the toolbox that we should use more often. <laughs> well, I work with high schoolers, so I get to use a little bit of sarcasm as well. But when Jane's talking, I'm thinking about everything that we do to try to lift each other up as workers. Working in the classroom can sometimes be isolating you to have some autonomy during the day, but it also means that there might be people out there in my building who haven't seen another adult uh, all day long or we're so into the curriculum that we forget to have adult conversations during the day. So going out and just showing that courtesy, lifting each other up is super important. Related to that, I, I noticed when thinking about this, what is it that I brought to work today? I looked in my backpack and I have a folder for new members, a new membership form for our um, union. And the reason is we're starting the school year. We have some new hires. And I see that as part of lifting each other up as well, because, you know, there's folks that don't know about union membership, don't know the value of the union to be able to go out and have those conversations with each other. It's a way of lifting each other up and taking care of each other in a way that's beyond just smiles and virtual high fives. That's genuinely working on better material conditions for all of us. And in our case, better public schools for all of us through that mutual support. Right on sister. I have materials in my car, but I don't carry things into the office, but I talk unions. I am very supportive of my brothers and sisters, and I think it's important that we share the benefits that unions do for all of us. So I'm definitely talking about it with people I work with. We're always adding new people to our list. Our unions are growing. And I think it's really important to, to keep pushing that. 
Yeah, you know, I'm about the same. You know, I don't have a lot because we don't carry a lot on us, but I do talk about it to a lot of members, just about everything. we got negotiations going now, so there's always a conversation to be had. And, you know, when I get off my bus at the transit centers, you know, I guess it's just my personality, but I'm always upbeat. It's like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Know, how's it going out there? And I think as part of the union officer in me is I try to learn a little bit about everybody and say, hey, how's that new baby or how's that new dog doing? And, you know, just say, hey, yeah, I remember what you told me and that was important to me and you're important. And, you know, especially in this last year. Well, this brings us back to where we started because it's Labor Day weekend. I mean, it's not, but it will be when the show goes live. <laughs> so it's Labor Day weekend. Let's think about some of the stuff we've been talking about. What does the differences and the similarity in our kits say to the working people who are listening to this show? I think it shows how we support each other, you know, in good times and in bad times. It's important to have that community relationship with other people, even though we're in different unions and we have different skill sets and different careers. Being a part of the Central Labor Council has just opened my eyes to all the differences, yet all the similarities that the skilled craftsmen and the workers and the laborers have together. And it's wonderful to talk about it, to listen to their experiences. Like Jim said, it's been a tough year and we need that community to keep us all together and to keep us sane. Yeah, I would say I was like a lot of people really disappointed not to be able to picnic this year, um, partly to just have that in-person feeling of solidarity across trades and across labor sectors. But I know in my heart that we have continued to do that work and will continue to do that work even when we can't be in a big crowd in person. And I feel like it's a tool that people working in the labor movement have that we can share with others is how to build that kind of collaboration and solidarity outward even in the face of difficulty. Yeah, the last couple of years have been tough, and I think the, a lot of us have that union in common. We get together and discuss, you know, hey, how, how are you guys making it better for each other? And and even though many of us, our jobs are very, very different, and trades are very different, different tools, when you boil it all down, we're all dealing with a lot of the same situations and issues with our members and ourselves and our workplaces. It's nice to be able to say, hey, you know, we're not going through this alone. We're, we're all in this together. And the sharing of all the information and support groups that have been out there, the unions have really helped people, especially in our industry, who've been out of work for quite a while with food banks, food drives, addiction support groups and assistance, you know, for people who really need the help, mental health issues. Unions have provided a lot of great support for people in need during this last couple of years. And I really thank everybody that's put their heart and souls into the work that they've done. It sounds to me like your unions are one of the most important things to have in your kit. That and a Absolutely. collective bargaining agreement. agreement. <laughs> that's right. Well, Jane Corsi, Marge Hogan, James Bennett, happy Labor Day. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Harold. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. Oh, it's it was always great a pleasure, Shannon again. and Harold. And thank you, working people, for joining us on another episode of Working to Live in Southwest Washington, produced by the Southwest Washington Central Labor Council. You know, Harold, Labor Day is a great time to remind folks that there are many different kinds of working people in our country, including actors and broadcasters like you. Aw. 
And that's why this podcast was recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. You know what my union likes to say? If it's in front of a camera or behind a mic, SAG-AFTRA covers it. Remember, working people, this is your show. We want to know what you want to hear on it. Email us at podcast at swwaclc.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at swwaclc. And please don't forget to subscribe to the show and pass the link on to your friends, your family, and neighbors. And while you're at it, give us five stars or pack your tools in the bag or whatever your podcast platform of choice gives you to let people know you like what we're doing here. One last thing, folks. If we learned anything by playing this little game called What's in Your Kit, it's that there's more that unites working people than divides them. We may do different jobs, but we have a lot of the same tools, whether those are tangible or intangible. So the next time you're at work and someone starts complaining about those people who are doing different jobs, remember, they're not that different than you. In fact, no matter where you are, if someone around you is complaining about those people, well, remember, they're really not that different than you. We all want the same things, to go to work, to be treated with dignity and respect, and to come home safely to our families. In the final analysis, no matter what we do or what we look like, none of us is really that different. And just remember, we all do different jobs because we weren't all meant to be doctors. We aren't all meant to be lawyers or, goodness gracious, podcast entertainers. We need people to prepare our food, pick our food, take care of our elderly, take care of our children. And all of those jobs deserve respect and they all deserve a living wage. And that is what the labor movement tries to do for everyone. Remember, we keep saying if you're part of a union, you're not alone. Well, of course, you're not alone. We take care of each other. We come together in solidarity to work hard for each other so that we don't have to fight alone. And isn't that what Labor Day is all about? Yes, it is. Celebrating working people standing together to make their situation better. So folks, happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. We'll see you soon. Bye.